decided to have to create this podcast so that I could reach out to sisters all over the world. Um, oftentimes, especially during COVID, we find ourselves isolated, going through problems, and the way that we would usually address it is to be with a friend in a safe place, talking, relaxing, and unfortunately, it's almost impossible to do that right now. Unfortunately, it came out exactly uh, toward the time when everything was opening up in the world, or close to opening up, so people weren't consumed with reading. Instead, we were consumed with trying to get back to life as we used to know it, which still hasn't happened, quite frankly. But anyway, um, the book came out. Um, I'm so very proud of it. And the purpose for the book has always been to help others. So I'm going to read the back cover for you so you can get an idea of it. <clears throat> mirror image. Have you ever looked in the mirror and saw someone else staring at you in the face? If you haven't, you are blessed. The truth is that we often become the results of our experiences. This book is about facing those hard truths and acknowledging that even the pains of those we allow in our lives have a direct impact on us and before we know it, our image mirrors someone else's. <clears throat> it's about trusting the journey and learning how to let go of the uh, luggage, breaking down walls and finding the voices to create an image that reflects that of the Most High. This book is about the journey through pain, lust, mistrust, doubt, and spiritual development in order to find peace, love, and joy. It's the story of a family tortured by unfaced pains and broken people destined to break others until the cycle was broken. If you have a generational curse that needs to be destroyed, hurts that you've been too afraid to face, or a desire to develop a true spiritual relationship with the Most High God, this book guides you through the process. You will discover the keys to saving your physical relationships with your spouse, your children, and others. It's truthful, liberating, and developmental. It's about grabbing on to the hope in the midst of the test. It's a roadmap for learning to become more reflective of the Most High Yah and His relationship with His Son. If you are not ready, <clears throat> then I suggest that you strap your seatbelt because it's going to be uncomfortable. However, the end will be worth the ride. Mirror Image is written to inspire those to leap for their destiny by breaking the chains that once had them bound. So that's what the book is about, Mirror Image. And I should stop to let you know when I speak of the Most High Yah, others may call him Lord, you may call him Allah, you have, you may call him by various names. But in the Hebrew language, we call him Yah. Now, again, why Mirror Image? 
why that title is simple because that's what I was becoming I was becoming a mirror image of some of the worst parts of my parents because their baggage was consuming me and as a child you should never have to carry the weights of an adult or adults but I did that and not only did I do it but my siblings as well and so when I sat down over 20 years ago to write this book it was so difficult it brought up wounds and hurts that I was not truly ready to um, face again but in order to go forward that's exactly what I needed to do I needed to face those wounds and as I began to write the tears came down my eyes and that water became um, a healing agent for me because it allowed me to speak my truth and when I say my truth you know multiple people can be in the same situation and come out seeing things totally different but for me this is what I saw this is how it impacted me and it was my story to tell I'm not going to read you all of it but I want to start with um, chapter 4 because chapter 4 is where we talk about the lives of the children. Oftentimes, when you're an adult, you forget that while you're going through, your children are there watching you. And you're not the only person being impacted by the blows. And so it's really important that you protect them. And that's so I want to start there. I want to start with what came out of my parents' baggage and how that impacted us. So the title of chapter four is Chaos, and it references Psalm 23. When you're going through the challenges of life, it is vital to understand that everyone experiences hardship. Learning you are not alone is the key to surviving. Our Father has promised that He is our shepherd and we shall not want, but we will lie down in green pastures, be led beside still waters, and have our souls restored. He will lead us in the path of righteousness for His name's sake and will comfort us. At the end of it all, He has prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies. As the pictures in a photo album are on the wall, of an art gallery often come together to tell a story of a set of events. So have the events of my parents' lives. Each collection hung around my neck like a heavy iron chain, draining all the hope gifted to me by the Most High. Having little time to learn to draw my own pictures and hold my own brushes in my hand, my parents' pictures left imprints on the walls of my life that were irrefutable. Though I am a product of their journey, I am also a living witness that every test develops one's testimony. As early as I can recall, I have felt like an adult trapped in a child's body, not because I was larger than normal, but instead because my mind understood beyond age. It forced me to endure and process adult things when all I wanted to do was be a child. Unfortunately, what I felt seemed to matter little. Instead of living a life filled with love, we lived almost the same lives as our parents. 
no one abandoned us, although we sometimes hoped my dad would. He didn't leave us physically, but remained emotionally absent. Prayer gave me the courage to keep existing, though I was not living. Prayer must have been important, because going to church meant so much to our parents. What I couldn't understand was why. What were we really getting from it? Now, no one was more kind, loving, or understanding, but they directed us to get up and get dressed every Sunday and walk to church, which we did most of the time. For the longest, Sunday school was not optional. We went even when our parents did not. Of course, I must tell the truth. We didn't mind always, for it was during our journeys both to and from church we had some of our greatest adventures. It was a warm Sunday morning, and all I wanted to do was sleep a few hours later. The call from our parents' room rang out like a school bell. We knew what it meant and slumbered around, realizing there was no other option but to get up. I dressed myself in one of the five dresses I owned. That morning, I felt something different. It was like almost all of us felt something different. For the children from two houses merged onto Turtle Creek Lane, looking as dapper as possible, at least in our minds, and began to walk towards the cut. That's what we called the shortcut, where we exited Preston Hollow and entered Old St. Rose. Going through the woods made us feel like we were grown because most of the unwanted shady characters used it for things that we were not supposed to see and that were not supposed to be happening. Well, anyway, that's what we heard. That's why we were told not to go there. But every Sunday morning, it was the quickest route. So that's what we did. We went through the cut, feeling quite grown. Beyond the cut were several stores, Charlie and the Brown store, and candy was readily available. Well, of course, we took our Sunday school collection and used it to buy candy. We were not saved but working on it, and each of us had 50 cents, and back then, you could do a lot of damage with 50 cents. Ah, we were almost rich. We stood in the cut debating where we were going to go, and if we were going to go to hell if we took the money and spent it on candy. After a few seconds, we agreed that it was worth the chance. Like fallen angels swooping in on its prey, we reached for the temptation that had led us astray. My villainous hand stealthily reached for the slick form of a Chico stick, and then a pack of nylaters while my siblings and friends reached for their heart's desires. Once we had paid the toll to hell, we smiled and walked to the house.